Hey, hello everyone, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to this bonus episode of PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, where Never Trust This Game Chef Shane hangs out with his buddies and talks about paramotors, cooking, and all sorts of cool stuff every Tuesday night over at ppgshane.com. Well, instead of going over there and listening to him live, you can always listen to him here on the bonus episodes of PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. All right, well, well, welcome to all the early birds. Um, you get the few minutes early of the show of uh, me messing up, apparently. Because <laughs> here we are. Uh-oh. Now I gotta now I gotta get everything ready because I didn't have that ready before. Why do I never pop up on my own? Mm-hmm. There's a joke there. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, John from 1984 barbecues in the house. <clears throat> Man, hello guys. Uh, the other uh, the other Nick. How's it going? Angela. Angela, as soon as the show gets going, I've got a shout out to you and Tony um, here in a little bit. This is my first live since uh, w- this thing happened, and I just want to give you guys a shout out. So we'll talk about that later. Somebody remind me. Hopefully, Mark does. I'll forget. Mark's going to forget, too. Someone remind okay. Mark to remind <laughs> me. There's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I picked up another subscriber somewhere along the way. Oh, very cool! At the rate my TikTok's going, I'll I'll pass up my followers on my TikTok followers quicker than my YouTube subscribers. Wow! Are you on TikTok now? Yeah, it's ppgshane.com. Uh oh. JP's got competition now. So that takes you to your TikTok and your YouTube or just your TikTok? No. If you go to TikTok and type in ppgshane.com. So your username includes the .com. Gotcha. Yes. Moose girl. Moose gals. Hello. All right, so... I'm going to let a few more people get in here and then um, we will start talking about all the wonderful stuff we did last week, including um, my showing up. I don't even know what Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So five days early to Dave Purdens, which I wasn't at Dave Purdens, but I was at my wife's cousin's house where uh, Mark McElroy. Uh, showed up with his dad early. How I many? What Tuesday, Art? Yeah, uh, yeah. We showed up Tuesday evening. Yeah, oh, man. I don't know why. Oh, there we go. I'm having the hardest time with this stupid computer. It won't let me put, hold Zoom up and um, <clears throat> YouTube. But anyways. <clears throat> I absolutely, um, Mark and his dad have a super awesome relationship between the two of them. And it's, it's something that is, uh, really special between the two of them. And I, I mean, I know I always joke around and stuff, but dead serious. I would, I would 
kill for a relationship with, with a parent like that. But I don't have a relationship with either one of my parents. But I absolutely love their relationship. I think it's awesome. Uh, Mark's dad is Johnny on the spot, dude. If you land, he'll come over. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll help out. <laughs> he's, he's always just readily available to help anybody and everybody. He's just a really great guy. Um, I mean, definitely makes up for, you know, Mark being such a butthead. But um, I absolutely had a fantastic time hanging out with Mark and his dad for the first couple of days. Then Will showed up, what, Wednesday night? after dark <clears throat> and then uh we woke up the next morning bright and early and uh headed to dave purdens which was an event all in itself <clears throat> time you pulled in there the uh man i don't know if somebody else tries to jump in here because <clears throat> it won't let me okay there we go never mind <clears throat> let me get a sip of my soda I've moved up to not drinking at all tonight, just so you know. But. All right. Um, well, as soon as we got Dave Purdens and it rains, I think the first, like a day or two before it, um, the Thursday morning, and the field was absolutely just soaked. I do remember last year, we got there, the field, it was wet when we first got there, just a little bit. wasn't nearly as bad as it was this go-around. But, uh, man, we pulled in, and I was heading for the same spot that we had um, took in last year. And when I got to where I was going, which happened to be completely the opposite end of the field uh, from where we came in at, and it was just water, just standing water. So we end up on the other side, which I wasn't mad about that either when we got over there. It was actually pretty uh, pretty doggone nice. Um, and it wasn't that wet. We had, what did we have, a day and a half of rain during the fly-in or like raining at night? I can't even remember now. I know it rained um, a little bit during the day, but a lot at night. And uh, that just absolutely just, that feel... I don't know why that field can't drain. It's it's on a slope, it feels like. But it just it just stayed wet the entire time. Uh Eric, anything you want to tell us about uh the flying? Not not the not the leaving part yet. We're gonna save that. We have a we have a uh, special um what 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 do we even call this? A special story of Jade and Eric trying to leave. Well, Eric, let me ask you, what was your favorite part of the fly-in, other than me? Well, nothing. You covered it right there. Uh, no, the, um, well, yeah, you know, besides just hanging out with everybody, um, you know, I think that we all agree that that's probably the best because we can all fly anywhere we want to fly at home, you know, but um you know, it, it was, they, there is, it, it's really nice flying around um, that area of Ohio um, and seeing the uh, river and you can fly over the river and get to Kentucky and say, hey, you did two states. But uh, it was nice. Jade and I actually got off the uh, earth and we went, I don't want to say south because I, I guess it would be east towards 
um, the city and we saw the bridges. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and I got to fly kind of low to the bridge. And of course, enough, if anything happened, I had an out. But uh, uh, she got some pictures of that. What, the, the bars? Very nice. Um, but, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. I think, I think the best was uh, just being able to uh, fly around and looking at the, the, the different fields, you know, I mean, it's just in the mountains. I mean, everything about it was, was very nice. I still, I still have not built up the courage to fly up and over the hills or mountains, whatever you want to call them. Cause I know on the other side, it's just a bunch of trees. It's trees on both sides. And I'm like, man, I had to be up uh, super high before I get over top of it. And then there's trees on the other side. I'm like, man, I'll just go and you're talking, you can fly 10 minutes in one direction and do nothing but run over uh, soybean fields and corn fields. It's just for as, I, as far as the eye can see along the river. And then you've got, you know, a town on one side and, and a little, well, whatever 52 is, and there's little businesses and stuff along the way. Um, so I've seen a couple really nice bucks. Brian, if you go to my TikTok, you'll see, uh, you'll see the one that I did today. Um, it's a real nice buck out, out on the uh, soybeans. He just starts running directly from me and it runs forever right out in front of me. And it's, it's just really nice. Um, Will Fly has a great side view of that same thing. Um, I believe that might be in, I don't, I don't want to say it's going to be in his video. It might be in his video, but, uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, Jade's busy right this second. Got it. Um, McElroy, what would you say was your favorite um, part of the, of the flying? Uh, like with like with all of us, the hanging out and eating dinner together and just just spending time is uh, a lot of fun. And flying wise, uh, Saturday morning, uh, Shane and myself went to the south. Uh, we went way down south past the golf course in the marina and then uh, I had a beautiful sunrise and real heavy um, fog or clouds over the river. And uh, that was the that's the nicest flight I've I've had, uh, you know, in the last year and a half since I started flying. That's the best flight I've ever had. And it was it butter air. Romantic. I mean, it sounds romantic. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you get to spend early morning with Shane and a sunrise, that's pretty romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. Uh, I get goosebumps. Um, I, I will tell you guys that I actually did do, for the very first time ever, Eric brought a smoker, and I did a, was it 13 or 14-pound brisket, Eric? I think that was a 13-pound brisket. I never done a brisket fast and or fast or hot and fast. Um, had no idea if it was gonna uh, if it was gonna work or not, but um, it wasn't. I think I could have probably taken it off maybe half hour earlier, but I wasn't mad at it by no means. It it was actually it came out pretty well. 
and uh, had a but yeah, I was so nervous because I'd never done a, a piece of meat that big, hot and fast. I've always cooked them 15, 16 hours. And well, that one I think I did in less than six hours, I think it was. Another joke there. Nah, here we go. I saw Brian, I saw Brian in the smile. <laughs> uh, I didn't say anything. I put something in the chat, but I didn't say anything. Solid. <laughs> hey, I, I gotta tell you, I, and I do. I got another story, and I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt. Okay, so when we pulled in there, Jade and I got there about 4:30 in the morning. We filled up with water right away, and, and we had no clue. Shane gave us directions, but you know we didn't write them down or anything, and, and it was you can't see anything. So we pulled into the back of this park, and we got out of our truck just crawled into the fifth wheel and we went to sleep. We didn't even put out any slides. We just fell asleep. About an hour later, I heard my phone go off and it was Shane going, you know, Morton, where are you? And I told Jade, I said, well, I'm going to go drive around and find where Shane's at. So of course it's still a little dark and I get in my truck and I start my truck and all of a sudden the headlights come on. And what do I see? I'm looking at somebody buttoning up their pants and I'm like, you've got to be, I did pull into the fly-in, right? I'm not into a YMCA. Um, so anyways, I look a little closer and then I pull up a little bit and realize I parked right behind JP and it was him buttoning his pants <laughs> out of 150 pilots. That's what I got. So, and I'm just looking at him. I shake my head. I roll down my window. I'm like, really? Really, dude? <laughs> but anyways, uh, that was my story. Sorry, go ahead. Talk about your meat. Poor JP. Oh, well, <laughs> I ended up doing two um, pork loins wrapped in bacon. Um, Mark brought um, the pork loin, which, by the way, Mark, you still never sent me a picture of all that and uh, of the name of that. Whatever, whatever, it's already a pre-made or pre-seasoned, um, pre-wrapped pork loin, and it was it was absolutely delicious. We cooked that on the Weber grill. Um, I did both the pork loins. Mark brought some chicken thighs. We wrapped that, or he wrapped it. Let me let me clarify this. Mark brought and Mark wrapped, and all I did was put them on the grill. Some chicken thighs wrapped in uh, our chicken thigh with jalapeno stuffed with or what was it uh cream cheese in the jalapeno wrapped in bacon they yeah. were they were on point um what else am i missing mark oh spaghetti mark's wife who is one of these days i will uh i don't know if i have to start stalking her or something but i will meet her um made homemade uh spaghetti sauce and i believe krista cupcake krista uh made the noodles, boiled some water, her and noodles. It's about a, uh, um, that, that spaghetti sauce was amazing, by the way. She can make that all day for me if she like. I won't turn it down ever. Uh, what, else did, what, what else did we have? I had hot dogs for lunch. Um, good Lord, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it, it was all good, and we were... We were well fed as usual. Yeah, right. 
Uh, TikTok Tulo brought a, uh, I believe it was a homemade cherry pie. Is that correct, Eric? Yes. Uh, that is correct. And I finished it today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will went to the dollar store and kept buying pints of ice cream and making them disappear. He was like a magician. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. What kind of ice cream? Uh, Eric, what kind of ice cream was that? Or Mark, um, it was in your well, freezer. We, we, we didn't, we don't know. We never got to taste it. <laughs> it was uh, that Edie's vanilla. Just plain vanilla. vanilla? Yeah. Oh, man. He should have bought him some Reese's or Oreos and just crunched them up and mixed it all in there. <laughs> just like Dairy Queen. I did see a Dairy Queen in that town, by the way, when I was flying uh, next to it. I did see the Dairy Queen. I was like, oh, we should, if there was a way of flying in there and landing and getting ice cream and then flying out of there and then show Will that we did it, <laughs> he, he'd have been like, I'll be back. Um, there was other stuff we ate. I can't remember. Anyways, it was all good. Um, I really had no complaints about the food. So oh, the, uh, the brisket turned out really good. Um, the, I didn't get a piece of chicken until the next day. I actually, cause I had a one on my plate. I just had Jade put it in the fridge cause I couldn't eat it that night. And I had it the next day and that was phenomenal. That was really good. Um, but yeah, everything was, everything of course was good. I mean, we, and actually I think it was Bob that, that, uh, runs around with Mark. He goes, you know, I come over here. You guys are talking about food. I come over here a little bit later. You guys are all eating. Then I come back over here. You're talking about your next meal. It's like, well, yep. That's pretty much what we do. <laughs> Did you take the pit boss up there? Did you take the uh, no. pear camper and, and the, uh, the, the big or the, or the big one? No, I took I took the uh, pair the Paralife or I'm sorry the yeah I, sh I should just change the name to Paralife trailer. Oh, that's um, what it says on the just, sides. <laughs> I know the sides, the back. I think there's one on the roof in case anybody's flying over and doesn't know what it is. <laughs> they can they can see it. I did tell Mark. I did tell Mark that I I advertised a thousand miles one way and advertised a thousand miles back just for him. We're pulling that trailer. I, I'm pretty sure he's starting to lean towards some fuel money. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I bought that trailer thinking it would be a world of difference than pulling my big camper. And when I say big camper, next to Mark, I mean, next to uh, Eric's camper, it's just a little hut home, a cardboard box. Um, but it's 33 foot and it's like 8,500 pounds. And my paratrailer, maybe, I'd say maybe with everything in it, 2,000 pounds. You're talking two and a half miles per gallon more pulling my little camper than my big trailer. How is that even possible? It's all thanks to the wind. Wait, say that again. Yeah. So with my big camper, I'm getting about eight and a half gallons, uh, miles to the gallon. And my paratrailer, on my paralife trailer, I'm getting uh, two and a half, 
I think it is, uh, uh, miles per gallon more. And we're talking 8,500 to 2,000 pounds, you know, the difference in the two. Huh. How, how does that even work? Now, instead of going 68 with the big trailer, I'm going 75 with the little trailer. So if I was to actually go 68 with the little trailer, I'd probably get a little bit better gas mileage. It's, but, it's more about the aerodynamics and the drag once you get up to speed than it is the weight you're hauling. Well, I've got a V-nose on the little trailer. It should be more aerodynamic than uh, my trailer or my camper that's got a big old fat wide nose on it. Dude, I, I went from 8.6 miles per gallon, averaged over 1,000 miles, uh, pulling my Winnebago. I put the kayak on the roof of my truck. You would think, all right, that's going to hurt things, right? I got an extra half mile per gallon on average over the next few thousand miles because it broke up the air in front of the camper, I, I, you know. Right. So you're saying if I strap Krista to the roof of the car or the truck, I take a chance of getting better gas mileage? She has to be in a recliner, in a reclined position for it to be best for aerodynamics. But yes, absolutely. Well, oh, my God. DP, welcome. Uh, TikTok Tulo, we were just talking about you. Um, DP and his wife, DP. Um. Holy crap. They were so thoughtful. They went to a little bar. It's a grill bar, whatever, called Patties and Pints. That's in the town there. And they came back with a growler, which it's up there. But they came back with a growler um, full of my absolute favorite beer, which is Lexington, Kentucky bourbon ale, and gave it to me and said, here you go. I was just like, oh, I did not take my eye off the refrigerator and feared that somebody was going to try some or take some. Cause I'll share that beer. That, that, uh, that's my beer right there. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it was very thoughtful and it was awesome hanging out with the two of them. There's, they're two of the nicest people that you'll meet. Um, absolutely just genuine people. And I love it. So, um, where was I going with Mark? What were you end up getting with your dad's truck um, mileage wise? Was it better than your truck or worse? Um, around ten and around ten and a half miles to the gallon, and uh, my truck got about that same thing without the box. And so we'll see if the box improves it at all. Yeah, Mark. Mark built a uh, a box in the back of his uh, truck to fit his paramotor and some other items in there. It's got a huge V, um, well, it's angled. So it's almost, it's almost in line with the windshield. When the wind comes up the windshield, it would just kind of keep going and then go up and over the trailer. I don't know if he actually designed it to do that aerodynamic thing, but if he didn't, or if he did, he nailed it because it looks all streamlined now. Man, he works for United. Of course it's aerodynamic. Oh, it's Delta. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Wait, that hurt. <laughs> Golly, that's the last time I call you, Mr. Jade Lear. It's over. <laughs> pull, pull, pull the knife out of my heart. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, my God. So is Jade ready or no? Jade, you ready? No, she she's on the phone. Okay. So my favorite part of the fly, and I, like I said before we got there, this was by far my favorite fly-in so far. 
Hodges Field has the LZ than any other place I've ever been to. But when it comes to um, things to see and places to go, uh, Mark, we didn't actually that morning. Um, I, I kind of wish I would have just pushed us, kept going in that same direction. But when I turned around and seen the clouds rolling in, I had to go play in those. Um, but last year we went about eight miles south of or I don't know, north of the uh, Ohio. Which way is the Ohio River run? It, so that would be south. Wait, I don't, dude. I'm so lost when I'm not in my own area. I can tell you what north, yes. east, Sat- south, Saturday morning. Saturday morning, we left the field and went south. Okay, so we went south last year about eight miles, and it just got prettier and prettier. And there's just a ton of things to see, um, and it was, but I. Like I said, when we turned around and I saw the clouds, I just immediately climbed up and got over top of them, which I told everybody not to be messing around over that river because that river is moving fast. And if you go down, you're done. And uh, I was over the cloud and I started doing some wing overs and just goofing off, playing around. Then it opened up a little bit over here, opened a little there. And then it opened up right where I could see directly down. And I realized I was over the river. I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I was like, I'm not comfortable now. Um, but, yeah, it was absolutely just gorgeous. I mean, I, I love that place. I would, I'm going to go back every year that I can. Um, I, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that you weren't lying about you being over that river because I was editing video from that flight today that's going to drop tomorrow. <laughs> So don't lie. <laughs> well, actually, Mark, I've been completely honest with you. When we went over to the Kentucky side, the cloud was a little bit more towards the Kentucky side. So when I got into it or over it, I didn't really um I didn't really think I was over the river. And then when I when I got to where I realized I was directly over the river, I was like, oh dude, this is not good. So we shortly abandoned that cloud and moved on to another one that was over for sure, over land. Um, PPG, the other Nick, yes, you uh, absolutely positively did miss out on an awesome fly-in. Um, Mark, you care to tell about, I, I wish we would have had a chance to fly at my wife's cousin's house because that was, I flew I flew every morning and every afternoon until Mark showed up and killed it with the high winds and, and bad, uh, bad well, rain. What's Mark showing up got to do with you not flying anymore? Because uh, he showed up with high winds and uh, rain just nonstop. Oh, yeah. yeah, when I left, when I left uh, south of Atlanta, I left my house in the rain, and when I pulled in there, it was still raining. And when I got up the next morning, it was. Thinking about slowing down. <laughs> um, Mad Sloper in the uh, chat um, asked if we flew with a compass or GPS. I fly with um, Sky or fly Sky High, and that usually can get me where I need to go. Um, it definitely shows me where I've been, so I just follow that back to the uh, starting point. But I never really. Um, I never really got lost there. It's it's pretty hard. I would say it's pretty hard to get lost um, 
at this fly-in because there's, I mean, you've got a, a big, big hills on one side and big hill on the other side of the river that runs through the middle of it. So it's kind of, I would, would you guys say it's kind of hard to get lost there? Lose your. I, I would. <laughs> I mean, you, Wait, you I mean, would get lost, Mark? No, I, I'm, I agree that it would be hard to get lost there. It's a lot easier to get lost around my house than up there. I, uh, I definitely the size got of your house. That's a pretty big <laughs> house. <laughs> you know I'm homeless. Come on now, don't rub it in. Exactly. <laughs> hey, no, if, uh, if you if you got lost, all you gotta do is fly the opposite direction you were going, follow that river, because you'll find it. Yeah. I will I will say to um Matt Sloper, um I flew from my, my wife's cousin's house the very first morning. I was going to look for her her oldest daughter's house. Um, they the last couple of years they've had a uh, a deer farm, so their big pen, it's a couple acres uh, wider or big, and it's got black uh, material all the way around it, so the inside deer can't see the outside deer, and vice versa, so they don't charge the fence. Um, I was looking for that, and I'm like, I don't know where exactly. I've only been to her house twice. I kind of know where. Um, I kind of know where her house is, but I wasn't hundred percent sure, but I knew they got rid of the deer farm thing, but I didn't know they took everything down. So I didn't find it, but I was so concentrated on looking at the grounds that when I turned around, I wasn't sure where I was, <laughs> where my LZ was. So I did pull back up my um, fly sky high and I was able to um, go back the way that I came and, and figured it out. But yeah, I think twice when I was flying there, um, I got a little turned around and couldn't figure out exactly um, where I'd taken off from. But then again, I knew that the river was out in front. There's two, um, there's a power plant right on the river. So it's very easy to know, oh, right, there's the river, turn around, go back the other way. And uh, I really didn't have any problems outside of just a few minutes of not exactly knowing where I was at. I did see a bunch of guys, and, or I should say a bunch of people that apparently have never seen uh, in Bethel, Ohio, have never seen a paramotor guy because they were all stopping on the side of the road, running out of their houses, taking pictures. I told uh, my wife's cousin, I told her, I said, hey, make sure you check your whatever it's Bethel uh, Facebook page or whatever for the town. I said, I'm sure you're, you're going to see a whole bunch of blue and black wing all over that thing. Um but I don't think she's ever looked, <clears throat> but it was pretty, it was pretty funny how many people stopped and uh, were, were taking pictures and stuff. Miss Jade Lear. I know you're on mute. I know it's, you're new at this. I know. Sorry. You're on mute. There you go. I'm in the. What was. Hi. Sorry. I'm what was your favorite? What was your favorite part of the fly-in? Um, well, it's always hanging out with, the crew um and i think my favorite part of the flying was probably being able to get up sunday after all the rain and flying over to that really beautiful bridge and then yelling at eric don't you dare go under it don't you dare go under it <laughs> but it, as i was up really high on the kentucky side and it looked like he was going under it so but it's always I, funny when you fly with when you fly with somebody and you think that they don't see the power lines or they're too low below the 
power lines and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then you see them go over and they're way higher than the power lines. But from your angle, it's just, it doesn't look that way. Right. So I'm, I had another package of shirts. So I'm working because I had a lot of people saying, why don't you have any girl shirts? So I've got girl shirts I'm working on right now, not the guy shirts. I agree with Shane. Every time I look down, things look smaller. <laughs> oh my God. Here. I'm so glad I couldn't hear him. I mean, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> I did try oh. to, I did try uh, live one time on Facebook. Um, but everything was working fine until I got to one little spot and service there is just so spotty. It it just it's horrible. Um and uh, well, it ended quite quickly, but it was it was all right. As, <clears throat> um, outside of the rain, I mean, we really didn't have any real real high winds or anything the entire time. It, when it was raining, we had a little bit of high wind, but can't fly in the rain anyway, so it was fine. Hey, somebody tell Will Fly to turn his camera sideways. No, Will's, uh -oh. Will's, Will's in a ditch. Oh. Well, now you're upside. Well, okay. There it is. Hi, Will. Will's at the drive-thru at McDonald's trying to find a wife. That's Derek. I'm um, trying to find Wi-Fi. How's everyone doing hey. tonight? Doing Hi, great, Will. Will. Yeah. Now that we see you, Will. Will. Now that we see you, we're awesome. Stop it. <laughs> you know, well, you, well, you know what they, Eric and Jade should have done to you uh, Monday morning? They shouldn't have woke you up. They should have just started moving a trailer and you would have thought while you were sleeping, <laughs> you would have woke up thinking, I mean, it would have taken another three hours for it to get moving. But once it started moving, you think you're on your way to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like yeah, Earthquake. They could have They could have put they could have put like pictures of cows and cheese and stuff in the windows. So when I opened the blinds, I think I was in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been extra funny. Hey, you, you so you want to hear okay, so another another story, another thing that happened is I okay, so I lost the key fob for my truck, but lesson learned, I always keep a spare. So somewhere I have a key fob, either in the grass at the field or in my trailer somewhere. So I was in the truck looking for the or another key fob. And um, Jade starts walking out of the camper. All of a sudden, I hear a big pop and then just a bunch of water gushing from the awning. Uh, of no, no, the no, no, field. no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. You got to tell the story. The first setup. Oh yeah, what the happened? first the first setup what, what is I see I, I get I get out of the camper and, and Shane's walking around and he goes, dude, your 10 by 20 tent you just bought didn't withstand the storm. I'm thinking, storm. What we didn't storm? have a storm. We had a little bit of rain. That was about it. I walk around and he wasn't joking. That 10 by 20 instant setup thing was on the ground, and I think all the water dumped into the trikes. 
Uh, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, well. So then, I mean, and this is like not even 20 minutes. Jade comes walking out of the fifth wheel. I, here's a pop. I look over. Just water is running, and it's running onto Jade. What happened was is the little shock absorber or the, the, the shock that holds the awning out broke from the weight of the water and basically it, it bent the arm of the awning. So then there's Jade, you know, but I am not kidding. I have never seen Will move that fast because he was still in bed and it was like <laughs> 2.8 seconds. He was up around the corner and standing at the doorway, making sure that, you know, whatever just happened wasn't going to affect him. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It, 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 was a, it was not a pop. It was a loud bang. Yeah, it was. Well, I, was like a pop to you. I was just curious of how, how when he jumped out of bed so quickly, but still ended up at the door with a cup of coffee in his hand to see what <laughs> exactly. was going on. Come on now. <laughs> uh, and just to point I, this out, Will is eating again. If you were Will a McDonald's, eats. would you not be eating an apple pie? No, never. Oh, well, I, I was talking to Eric, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, um, I, I, I'm not. No, I'm saying is if, if I, I, it would be gone by now. Yeah, okay. There you go. Well, this is the second one, and it's about to be gone. And I'm sitting oh. here eating chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> oh, poor Mr. Lear. Are you going to be okay? Chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> so I, I, I did end up ordering all the parts for the awning today, and they'll be here next week. Good. Isn't that a warranty type thing? No, nah, it's not going to be warranty. It's, it's stupidity. Because we didn't, yeah, lower they don't the cover. Arm. They don't cover. Yeah, that that action. Yeah, yeah. Eric so, just literally opened that ten by twenty. We opened the package and, and pulled the the, um, the cover off of it, brand spanking new. Less than fifteen hours, it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I walked you out. Know what? And I'm it, like, it was. It was worth it because remember when uh, Will and Ben were trying to put the top over it? Yes. I mean, we had we had Will on top of Ben's shoulders and they were trying to drape <laughs> the top over. I'm like, this is awesome. I hope somebody has that on video. Ben's a strong dude. Yeah. yeah. He's stronger than he looked. I yeah, should well, have been able might... to get a, uh, a replacement arm off of yours for mine. What you need parts too? Yeah, I'm not off my camper, but off of my 10 by 20. I oh. have one of the uh, section arms is broken. I keep forgetting to oh. uh, order a replacement. Yeah, if you need a replacement, oh. if you go down to Ohio, <laughs> you can pick it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark, I didn't even think about that. Holy crap, I could have unscrewed about 12 of them and gave you backups. I'm actually writing a note right now, so I'll order one tomorrow. Hey, the, the term going down to Ohio just does not sound right. No, I don't <laughs> ever go down to Ohio. No. <laughs> down to Ohio. <laughs> hey, I want real quick before I forget, let me run through here and say hello to everybody. Um, 
I've been kind of caught up. Uh, we got Sean Nasker, Angela Tony, JP Tulo, um, Matt Sloper, Walter, JR Paramotors. I know I've seen uh, Jeff Deans in here. Uh, let me go through here. By DP. Um, let's see here. There ain't that many people here, so can't be that hard to figure it out. Uh, the uh, PPG, the other Nick. Oh, fly, baby, fly, PPG in the house. He's had some uh, family issues. I hope everybody's doing all right now. Uh, let's see here. Scary Barry Scroopy. Um, while I'm giving shout outs, I'd like to give a special thank you to Angela and Tony for the card that they sent me. Um, it was very touching and I, I greatly appreciate it. My wife and I thought it was very sweet of you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't stay me. Um, who am I missing? I don't know. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, not to change the subject, but there is a there's a there's a gentleman that I hang out with from time to time, and the guy never ceases to amaze me. He will never tell you, you, you have no clue about the guy. And then just, you go on Facebook and there he is in a biplane. I mean, how does, how does one just stumble across and fall into a biplane and, and uh, go a lot? Oh, JP Tulo. Hello, John Wayne. Sorry guys. I missed you. Um, how does one just um, decide, Hey, I'm going to pull my biplane out and start flying and don't tell nobody. Well, Oh, are you talking to me? <laughs> No one else around here is flying around in a biplane today. <laughs> that is my cousin's biplane. What did and I tell you? I told you. I, I'm i like going, he probably just, oh, it was in the garage. Oh, well, let's take it for a spin. Dude, I'd be bragging about that. <laughs> that was that was my first biplane, my first uh open cockpit i'm sorry to have to say that and um my first steerman that airplane is 80 years old today Woo. and it is the, it was the most exciting airplane i've ever ridden in ever wow. i mean that's just amazing i believe it yeah that is awesome. and i'm really glad that facebook you know i didn't i was afraid i wasn't going to be able to get signal you know because signal's not like something southeastern ohio has heard of but um right yeah <laughs> that worked out well i'm sure well, all you have to do is log into the uh, steerman um internet you know don't they have a mobile internet on the steerman yeah yeah they do they got a hot spot there okay good. um but off to the right off of the right wingtip was my other cousin uh flying in formation with his plane so it was just a lot of fun you know it was too windy to fly uh paramotor today though so maybe tomorrow we'll see it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow i think but you know, whatever <laughs> ppg the other nick wants to know did you walk on the wing <laughs> <laughs> oh like they all, yeah, like the ladies did yeah i know what you're talking i know what he's talking about yeah no oh <laughs> uh. So, so seriously, all joking aside, if you get a chance to fly in a steerman, take it. You will, right. even if you have to pay for it, you, you'll love it. 
Yeah, I saw it and I was just like, man, I never thought about flying one of those, but I think I would in a heartbeat. <laughs> I did not stop smiling until I landed. I mean, it's just like, uh, you would love it, Shane. Hey, were you and wearing a leather helmet? What? Were you wearing a leather helmet? No, that was my, <laughs> no, it was my cap. Oh, okay. Turn backwards, because if you don't do that, the wind will catch it. And, well, yeah. <laughs> away so now, did you, did you know your cousin had this in the garage and you were going to go up on a flight? Uh, I knew he I knew he wanted me to fly around the farm, but I didn't know we were going to take the Stearman. So yes and no to that. He he just recently got the Stearman. Um, um, any any plans on flying a spaceship up into space that we need to know about? <laughs> next week no, <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. This guy, the farm actually has twenty two, twenty two. Um, runways and it, it's they aren't he calls them runways but this guy he flies bush he's a bush pilot so he'll land on a freaking top of a pine tree you know what i mean and call it a runway uh, it's just incredible how it, what tight of a space you could land uh, some of those planes in i would be curious to know if anyone in the chat has ever flown in a steerman i can't see the chat but i'd be curious to know Oh, Walter says you're one lucky uh, person, man, getting to fly on a steerman for sure. Yeah, I have to agree with them. I really consider myself blessed to have had that experience. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, if anybody could fly any plane or a helicopter or jet or paramotor, what would what would be the, the number one thing you would pick to fly? If you could be the pilot in command. Who, me? It, all of you. Well, it would be oh. a steerman. <laughs> I've always wanted I've, to fly a P-51 Mustang. Yeah. I've only ever been in, I've been in a helicopter once and a plane a couple times, like a commercial plane, so I, don't, I have no idea. Um, but open cockpit does sound like it'd be pretty awesome. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. My dad got picked. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. My dad got to uh, fly in one down in the Keys, and uh, he said that was the best flight he's ever, ever been on. Yeah. A steerman? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing. And what's really incredible about that is the pilot can't see crap. You can't see in front of him at all when he's taking off or landing. It's like, all you got to go by is <laughs> hope that, you know, row of corn or whatever is, is still going to be a straight line by the time you get to the end of it. Because you can only see out of the side. So definitely a challenge to fly. I, I did learn um, while I was flying out of my, uh, my wife's cousin's house. We'll just call her Michelle because that's a whole lot to say my wife's cousin. Anyways, Michelle's house, and I was flying over, and I'd never flown over corn that was eight and a half foot, nine foot tall. And I was flying over, and I actually was able to see down inside, like to the ground. And I thought to myself, if my motor was to die right now, how long would it take 
this glider to glide down to where I have to flare and, um, <laughs> and, and hit the ground. Meanwhile, you're getting just absolutely pummeled with corn cobs <laughs> on a nine foot long stocks. Just, I was just like, I climbed out of there and I was just thinking about it. I was like, Oh my God, you couldn't, you can't put your hands in front of your face because you got to control the glider. So you're literally just taking corn and and it's just pelting you to death the entire time. And you got to keep your eyes open long enough to see where the ground is. I was just wondering, has anybody ever gone down in a cornfield? And that's not even the worst part. Once you land, then you got to get your wing and your 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 paramotor out of the out of the cornfield that would just be a nightmare now hold, hold on it's not that bad i flew over somebody at jersey shore the other day that just landed in the cornfield and uh we helped get them out no no damage to anything um I, I was flying over corn i saw a wing drape nicely across the top of the corn i was like hey there's a wing down there <laughs> drape nicely across the corn <laughs> yeah yeah i got vi- i got video would you have to pull corn cobs out of your butthole of your wing? Ooh. <laughs> uh, man, I tell you, that would, uh, <laughs> I, I just thought about it. I don't know why it came up tonight, but I literally was just thinking to myself, that would just, you're talking at least seven, eight seconds of just, 20, 25 mile an hour, if you're going into the wind, of just getting pelted by corn. And then the, when Shane, you, when I, you I land... Okay, Uh-oh, here we go. Oh, this is sounding really corny. <laughs> <laughs> so, once the, once the corn hits your prop and you Liquefy, is it a corn, corny joke, or is it cream corn? Oh, geez. <laughs> it depends if it goes through the prop, to right? Corn hold? Yeah, right. Or you I what? the corn dog. I was hot dogging until I hit the corn, and then I became a corn dog. There you go. <laughs> See, now we're working with I like that one. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, those people up in Ohio around uh, Dave Purdens, I mean, there's people coming from all over out of that town and parking um, at the park next to us. And I mean, they were just absolutely in love with it. They did the same thing last year. Um, they just, that area just absolutely loves having us uh, over there. I wish, um, who, I know it was uh, JP Tulo. Um I don't. How fast was he going over the speed limit, Eric? Hello, Eric. Yo, what? How fast was TikTok too low going over the speed limit? Oh, I think he said he. I think he said seventy-one. Seventy-one over the speed limit. No, I think he was going 71. He, I think he was doing just a few miles, not like six miles an hour over the speed limit. Why did he get oh, a ticket? So, oh, yeah, he got a ticket. Dang. So I, I, uh, 
I was passing a cop, an Ohio cop, and I took a picture of it, sent it to him. I said, hey, is this your buddy? He goes, yep, that's him. <laughs> Get on, him. On, Get that, him. Uh, on that video that Brian is screen sharing, you can see where the guy, like where his body and motor went in and plowed a oh. section and oh, then yeah. the wing nose forwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I met the guy and uh, I circled around. I, I yelled at him. He came walking back to the area and everything. And I yelled at him, I'll go get help. I'll, you know, I'll get you a ride. Come back. And I did. And uh, my buddy Chris Oker just landed in the grass field right beside him. He saw that somebody was down in the corner. He didn't even think about it. He just landed and went to help him. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, basically, I went back to the same spot, flew five days later, and all that corn, that four foot by ten foot section where he went down, was half of it was standing back up. So there wasn't that much damage to the crops. Uh, they were able to pull the wing off the top very carefully. The guy didn't have any scratches, no damage to his equipment. Walked out. Uh, it was you know pretty anticlimactic, I guess. So. I've heard of people landing in the corn getting pretty scratched up, but this guy was those shorts and a t-shirt, walked away without a scratch. Yeah, JR oh, yeah. said uh, the land, we were talking about landing in the corn, and he said it's gonna be prop prop corn. <laughs> you That's sucker, good. you just stole my freaking joke. <laughs> Dang, man. I knew I had a good one too. Somebody tell your dankies that somebody's I was gonna say. <laughs> no, yeah, it's I was just, gonna it's say just, anyway, if, you, if you ever got hungry, you could have popcorn. There you popcorn. go. Oh, oh, I get it. I got it. Popcorn, gotcha. <laughs> hey Brian, it's his it's his four-year-old daughter typing on his computer. Is it? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I keep seeing it too, and I'm like, what is that? Oh, it's I, and he already told me, or I seen it in the chat that. He said it was just, uh, it was Natalie, his daughter, um, typing on the computer. And she's screenshotting shotting the, uh, the show, and then he's sending it to me on, on, the, uh, on the phone. So that's pretty awesome. She is a, uh, a very energetic, sweet little girl. Um, and I think she kind of likes me more than Krista, just so you know, which is odd because everyone here likes Krista more than me. So, just saying. She I has good taste. That. It happens, Shaney. It happens, you know. Yeah. Um, Mark, did your uh, did your dad say anything um, of what he liked or not liked about the flying? Um, my dad uh, really likes the whole group of people that we hang out with. And um, we used to... We, we used to take a, a bunch of campers and go to a lot of races. And, um, you know, it was the same thing as far as the hanging out and camping, just the, the little bit of entertainment was different. And uh, so he really enjoys it. Yeah. And he loved the, the ride out. We, we were on two lane road for about two hours, you know, through Kentucky. And he just enjoyed it. Yeah, he... Uh... He just every morning got up and he was just raring to go, boy. I, I, that guy just, man, he's uh, he's just a really nice guy, and uh, maybe you can learn from him for once. I mean, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> you said the I've been trying for a while. 
You said the entertainment was different. Does that mean it was better than this entertainment? No. Racing uh, not, was different. They were no, race not better. Um, different. It just was something different. Yeah, that we used, really, we would use the racing, you know, for the most part. I worked it for a while. And then after that, we would still go just, uh, just as an excuse to go somewhere and hang out for, you know, five days or six days camping and having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. How old your dad, Mark? Um, he's born in if, 40. If, if he, he's born in 43. I think that makes him 78 at the end of this month. So you think it's okay for your 78-year-old father to lug your motor all the way across the field for you? <laughs> he, he had Krista helping him. I know, man. He just jumped right in. <laughs> I have no shame. <laughs> hey, Mark! Mark is like you little you little minions. Get my equipment. Bring it to me. Got Krista Listen, and uh, I am an almost famous paramotor pilot. For Pete's sakes, already. I don't know anybody <laughs> else that could do a cage drag tip drag on takeoff, but myself. Hey, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to do it again. <laughs> I don't know. Shane gave it his best shot over at Moonshiners doing the cage drag. Yeah, he was that trying was to. Uh, that's one way to get a new motor. Right. He missed it by <laughs> that much. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole video when you turned around and held your fingers up. That was that close. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that close or he just got done peeing. One or the other. Ah. <laughs> and about my motor before everybody on here thinks well, knows the truth about me, but that's, that's some, another story. But anyways, I told him like three times that I didn't want to carry all my stuff over there. You know, I'll go, I'll set my wing out. I'll go back, get my motor. And I hate putting my motor on, on the ground. Cause it actually, I don't know how to do it without hurting my knees. Uh, but anyways, when he gets his mind set that he's doing something, you can just rest assured he's doing it. You can work around it. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's he's definitely a uh, right there, ready to help out. I will tell everyone if Mark, if you park next to Mark, ask him to make sure that you park on top of his uh, flag holder. That goes under the wheel of your camper. So when he leaves early, you get to keep that. Just so you know. I know I got me a bright orange uh, flag holder. Just so you know. And I already have. I borrowed four of his 60D uh, spikes for for my Insta Shade. I already duct taped them together and put uh, Mark McElroy on there and do not use. So when next time I see you, um, I will have them for you. Just so How about the GoPro holder? That was the Jake's. GoPro mount? Oh, mount? Hey, is there? Yeah, is that was Jade's camera. Yeah, is there any reason I saw a orange flagpole holder and some spikes on eBay today? <laughs> no, it's a coincidence. <laughs> okay, just making I sure. <laughs> I do, I do want to point out that I happened to put my flagpole into the holder and my flagpole just kind of went like, there was like tons of room in there. 
I don't know what that means, but was it kind of like throwing a two by four down a hallway? Uh, or a hot dog. Like, it was a hot dog. And um, I was just like, man, is this guy like I looked at Krista and she's like, don't look at me. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if that doesn't work for you, I'll take that one back and I'll just build you a new one that will work for you. No, dude. Because I got to build a new that. one anyways now. Why do you have to use it out of two-inch thick metal? I picked. I, I went to hand it to Krista outside of the – it was in the bed of my truck sitting on the outdoor carpet to hold it down. And I hand – Krista's like, give me that. I'm like, listen, grab it with two hands. She's like, just give it to me. And I Are give we still it to talking her her. about the holder? Yeah. <laughs> and when she I grabbed it, it just she just kind of went right to the ground with it. She's like, what is this made out of? I go, Mark builds everything unnecessarily too much. And, well, now it's probably overweighted the uh, limitations of my axles on my trailer. But, you know, <laughs> it's all good. Oh, that's Hold on, true. I'll be back. I, I have to go get some more soda. I apparently drank it all. And yes, all right, Mark. Soda. Mark, you're up. I'm up. I was waiting to hear Brian. I haven't heard enough out of Brian today. Brian, who? Brian Haybell Waller? Yes, the infamous. Yes, Mr. Haybell. Hey, man, I've just, just been being quiet listening to y'all because uh, I wasn't at this one and I wanted to hear what happened. So, uh, well. You need to plan next year to be with us for this one in particular and pray yeah. for no rain. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Um, next year, I, I plan on hitting uh, a balloon fest in Pennsylvania and then coming down, hitting uh, Dave Perns and then endless foot drag on my, on my way to Colorado with a camper next year. Uh, about to head out there for a hunting trip, and I'm not taking any flying gear with me, and I hate that big time. But uh, next year, I'll plan a little differently. Uh, hey, DP, yeah, DP, you're, you're right about the no rain part. Uh, DP in the chat, I'll get back to you in just a second. But Brian, you just brought up endless foot drag. And I'm not sure if everybody's aware in the community, but um, I saw that uh, Michael Holiday, the guy that puts it on, I got to meet him in Texas at... Uh, Kyle Matula's when I was out there training and he came out there to pick up a trike for a couple days and I got to meet him and hang out with him a little bit and he's a really nice real good gentleman and anyways I heard he passed away Saturday oh no yeah yep that's, and it said that's the person that put what what is it what is his connection to endless foot drag uh, that's his baby um, you know, he's the one that put it on and anyways, they're going to continue to have it. And they had talked to him, uh, you know, you know, while he knew he was in probably going to pass away. And he said he wanted them to, you know, keep pushing forwards with that. Uh, but he, he was a heck of a guy. He wasn't a friend of mine. Um, but but I got to hang out with him for two or three days. Seemed to be a really good Christian man, and uh, yeah, he passed away Saturday. So keep that uh, keep him in, keep his family in your prayers. Right, that's right. So sad, so sad. Hey, uh, I've got a couple of uh, questions from uh, Mad Sloper. I'm sorry, yeah, Mad Sloper. 
Uh, what is a typical fee for entrance and for a fly-in? Um, this one was $40 and then $20 for a shirt, which you didn't have to buy the shirt. Um, to be honest with you, I kind of felt like I needed to buy a shirt to make sure that I actually was able to get into the fly-in because um, they limited – it was supposed to be 150 pilots, but I think they bumped it up to 182. Um, I know at Swanee – what was Swanee? Well, that was only like – four. Was it 25 or something at Swanee, Brian? Do you remember? Yeah, they, they've yeah, all been around $20, $20 a night or something like that for the camping park. Um, right. But then there's, there's usually an entrance fee and a pilot's fee if you're flying, not camping. Yeah, I'd say on average 50 bucks. Yeah, on average. Yeah, that's about a fair – that's about time you pay for a shirt and uh, – um, he also asked about tent camping. Um, my first year of flying, I did all my uh, all the fly-ins except for the local ones um, in a tent. I did Vail, North Carolina for 10 days in a tent. Um, they don't care how you come. There was, there was tents at uh, Dave Purden's this last fly-in. Every fly-in I've been to, there's been tents, campers. Um, sometimes, if you're – like I know at Hodges Field, they don't charge, they don't, was it $10 a night? And if you're hooked to power, it's $20 a night, whether you're in a tent or in a camper. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think that's pretty fair. If, if you're, if you're boondocking, it's $10 a night. If you're using power and water over there, then it's $20 a night. I, I actually think that's a pretty good deal. Um, but I'm trying to see if you got any other questions in there. Hopefully that answers most. But yeah, um, I, the fly-ins really, if you think about it, we really only fly, let's say, two, two and a half hours in the morning, two, two and a half hours at night or in the evening. Um, so most of the time you're just hanging out, kind of like what we're doing here. This is my, my concept of a fly-in. Um, for Tuesday night, we're just hanging out, talking about whatever, and uh, you know, just having a good uh, a good time doing pretty much. Because at fly-ins, I mean, you you go and fly, you put your gear away, and you start hanging out with everybody. That really, honestly, is probably the best part of any flying that I've been to is just hanging out with good people, uh, meeting new friends, and people on. I met Aaron and I for the first time um, at. Uh, Dave Purdens. Um, I met a couple other people. I can't remember right this second. Um, Matt, Matt, Matt Slipper wanted to know if there were showers and restrooms available. Um, at Dave Purdens, there was no shower. There was uh, porta potties. Um, I don't, Brian, you didn't get uh, Mr. Haybell. You didn't get to see my new shower set up. Mm. It's the same cooler, heating element, fountain pump. To shower head, um, but I actually have a two room. Um, what do you call that, Mark? Or anybody? What it's is like that called? a changing okay. tent. Yeah, so you can shower in one side and zip it off, and, and and just get that area wet, and then unzip it, step into the other room where 
it's all, and it's one of those that you just fold up. And then when you're ready to, you know, take it out of the package, you just throw it in the air and it kind of opens up to, <laughs> to two uh, rooms and, and you stake it down and you're good to go. I did that with my 10 by 20 tent. I threw it up and the thing fell to the ground. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, that, that was funny. The, Shane opened up the hot water to show me the heating element and everything. I think that water was up to 180 degrees. We could have been boiling food in that cooler. Yep. It did. That, uh, Brian, that, that heating element, I, w- I turned it on and then I went and took a nap, forgot about it. And about I don't know. It must have been three and a half hours later. I walked over and the thermometer said 181 degrees. I was like, we'll leave the lid off. And everybody's like, I don't know what you were cooking in that cooler. There was steam coming out of it. I was like, I wish somebody would have unplugged the damn thing. Good to go. I ended up leaving the lid open uh, for, I think, three and a half hours and then ended up dumping. 10 gallons of cold water in it just to bring it down to like 110 or something. Oh, it was bad. Holy moly. Well, it sounds like a pretty hey, nice uh, bathroom setup. I, I remember seeing your last one at, at uh, Flight If You Got It. Hey, that's the shirt I got on. How about that? Um, did you have an aromatherapy room in there, man, or anything like that? Or <laughs> down? Like, hey, I will, I will say I bought that brand new little personal toilet thing, that little camping toilet. Um, it did not get used. Know why? Because we parked her within. There's nobody poops and change stuff. That's why. No. Nobody no, poops in my actually just, <laughs> yeah. and that was actually, This is just for uh, Krista's uh, nighttime run, if you will. But we had parked so close nighttime to the water um, that he didn't need to use it. So I was kind of very thankful for that. I bought it trying to be nice, but in, in hopes that she would never really use it. So yeah. she didn't use it. So, so far it's all good. We did put clothes on top of it to get, you know, dried off, put our dry clothes up there and stuff. It worked out great. So, so Angela in the chat wants to know, is, is there any good drunk stories to share? Drunk stories? <laughs> I this, this is what I want to hear about. Drunk? I don't. I can tell you the night DP and Mrs. DP brought me that um, that jug of uh, that growler of bur- or, uh, Kentucky bourbon ale. When I finished that last beer out of there, Shane said good night because um, I was feeling good. I was like, yeah. Whenever I see, I don't. I will get to a certain level. Uh, being tipsy and I'll just maintain that I never get to the point where I'm like falling down you'll never see that because anytime that happens I get tired I go to sleep that's all that happens and I, I never fall asleep in the chair I, I don't fall asleep on the ground nope <laughs> I, as soon as my eyes get heavy I head for the I head for the bed and that's it dude I'm out I, I know it moves people every time I turn around there's somebody coming up with a jar of moonshine to try, you know. Oh, all right. I yeah, don't think there's group, anybody. You don't want to fall asleep outside in a chair. No. <laughs> no. Probably wake up with all kinds of drawing on your face with a sharpie or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably some classic images that I won't say on the show. Yeah, somebody's hey. <laughs> YouTube channel would be successful. 
Yeah. <laughs> People would be drawing like paramotors on their face and stuff. Yeah, paramotors. Hopefully, hopefully paramotors, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, paramotors and paramotors. Paramotors. What's up, Grandpa? Hey, what's up? Uh, it's, it's a beautiful evening right now. So um, decided to go out and, uh, you know, enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. Another day of uh, students, so exhausted. So it's nice to come out and enjoy the walking trail. Oh, so you're walking now? No, not really walking. I got the oh. uh, the nine bot, you know, <laughs> the little the wheel thing. So you know, oh. I'm okay. I'm letting it walk for me. <laughs> there you go. That's cool. Um, I, I can I can do twenty miles and not even feel tired. It's great. We missed you last so, night, man. Yeah, what happened last night, Sean? Well, um, had a bunch of students over, and we were hoping for um, a solo run, but the winds were so bumpy that I went up to check the winds aloft, and it, I, I was bumping all over the place. So I was thinking, you know, if this was my first time going up and I uh, dealt with this type of wind, I would never want to fly again. So yeah. they're like, no problem. We'll just... You know, we'll try it again when the wind's better. It's all good. Yeah, I think the time I got home last night and unloaded everything, <clears throat> um, it was like 9.30, 9.37, I think is actually when I, I jumped on YouTube to see if uh, Jade was still on last night and it was already over and done with. But... So, so when I was in Ohio, my daughter calls me and tells me that the tankless water heater uh, blew the main fuse in the house. There's a black mark, burnt mark on my wall, and it burned up. And um, so when we got home, I inspected that particular thing and then told my wife I said don't worry about it we'll just go to the camper and, and shower out there and then you know that'll take care of our showers for for right now then I forgot the last time we used the camper that I didn't use the uh, pressure regulator and I had a leak inside the camper and underneath the camper mm. um, before that trip was over with so <clears throat> here I just I, I was like, well, I'll, I'll fix that problem. I will just use the uh, pump that's uh, the holding tank that's on the camper. It holds 40 gallons of water. I figured, hey, you know, I'll just put it in there and it's not hooked to the city connection so it won't leak. I was wrong. Apparently, I figured out where the leak was. It was where the pump, there's a, <clears throat> an inlet and outlet on the pump or the, the pressure pump or water pump. And uh, apparently one of the tabs, it, there's a quick connect. You push the thing in and then you lift it up and it locks it in place. Apparently that had come down some of the way and that's where it was leaking at. And uh, so I got that all figured out last night. I think it was about maybe 11 o'clock when we finally got showers and everything dried up somewhat in the camper and turned fans on to dry everything out because it was quite a bit of water. I um, actually didn't know that you don't mess with that. And while Krista was in there taking a shower, 
I pushed the thing down when it should have came up and it popped it off and just started pumping straight water into the camper underneath the cabinets. So that was interesting. Got that all figured out, taken care of, throwing some towels in there. And yeah, it was, uh, there is a question in the chat about, uh, any snakes. Yes, there was a few good scares with my new Waller hasn't seen it yet. I have a remote control snake now and nice. uh there may or may not <laughs> been a paramotor crazy that um got scared a little bit by one and there may be a jp tulo that um <laughs> cursed out loud and ran <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are coming i just need to get some editing done um it should be it should be good a remote control, you said, snake? Is that what you said, Cheney? Yep. It's, is, it's, it's, is it coiled and he can make a strike or does it just wiggle yeah, around? Please, no, let him, no it just wiggles at you. And the little tongue comes out like this. So as it's coming at you, the tongue's going in now. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but as it's coming at you, it does wiggle. So, I mean, it looks like, at first glance, you know, it looks like a snake. And nobody stomped it's, on it or shot it? No. <laughs> no. Um, people so, wanted to. Yeah, I know what my natural reaction would have been. Chop <laughs> right, right. that head off. We, we, we would have found out the mechanical uh, structures of this thing pretty quick. <laughs> no, they uh, – I will say that there was one particular guy that went to sit down and just as he sat down, this thing, like he was sitting down on the ground and it literally went between his legs and right to his Ooh. butt. <laughs> <laughs> no. Everybody, did he, did everybody he rise yelled. up? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, he came up. <laughs> Everybody's yelling, look out, look between your legs, snake. Oh, was, everybody joined in on that one. You know, good. the thing that's going to happen is one day we're actually going to see the real snake and just like, yeah, yeah whatever. And then we're going to get yeah. what, stung? What do you, a oh, bit? Bit by snake. Yeah, bit. Yeah. What are they called? So the there was a second. Yeah. There was a secondary um, stationary snake that's actually curled up and like lifted. Oh, God. And uh, I had that one. I had that one tucked in with the uh, chunks of wood um, that I was using for smoking on the Weber. And yeah, it was, it was sitting on top of the fridge. So anybody went in the fridge or walked by the fridge, it kind of blended in just right until you got close. And then it kind of was there and it was too late. Um, you did see yeah, a bunch of little hand jerks coming back. They're like, oh, so it was pretty good. Uh, hey, Shane, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. There's something <laughs> really wrong with this whole picture. <laughs> hey, Shane. Yes. Shane, can you hear me okay? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. I just wanted to. I just wanted to show the guys in the chat that weren't at the fly-in um, the mud. You look at my car, man. Like 
it's a freaking mess. I'm going to, after here, I'm going to go pressure wash the car or something. But dang. Yeah, when I met you at Moonshiners, your car was white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my car was clean until I left, and that was my favorite part of the flying, was the getting away from the mud. I'm just kidding. Of course, the favorite part was the people, but wow, it was good to get out of that. Uh, Are you it, kidding it me? I will tell you, you, you have five spots of mud on your car, <laughs> and did you see my <laughs> truck? Well, yeah, I saw your, <laughs> I see your truck. Have, have you seen my, my paratrailer? Because when I when I first left at 5.30 in the morning, I was moving forward, but I was like saying to myself, I should be going faster than this. And I didn't realize I was absolutely just peppering the front of my paratrailer. That entire thing is just caked in mud. I was like, oh, my God. Hey, you and didn't hurt the Paralife logo, did you? No, I actually got out. And and took a napkin and, and cleaned that part off. I left everything else dirty. Ooh, and I did God. get a couple. I did get a couple. <laughs> I did see. And I never did this before until Will, um, one of his videos where he was, uh, I think he was on his way to Moon or Bad Apples. And you were you were talking about people taking pictures of the paramotor. Like I never noticed anybody paying attention to that stuff, but. Um, on the way back, I seen, I think, three or four people take pictures of the side of the, the, the Mark's logo and then um, had one person, I'm assuming they were um, zoomed in on the paramotor hanging or the paramotor guy hanging from the mirror because like I could see her like like moving the, the phone so she could, I guess, zoom in on the paramotor guy hanging from the mirror. But I never noticed anybody paying attention to that until after your video. Yeah, it makes me feel good, man. I, I mean, I see people, you know, as they pass by laughing, you know, you know what they're talking about. But that makes me feel good, you know, bringing some laughter to other people. And I could just imagine if, I, hey, if it were me, I'd be thinking the exact same thing. You know, is that guy crazy? Or I mean, I've actually had people look at me and do this. You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I understand, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. But try it; you might like it. You know. So, Eric, can you ex can you? So, the fly-in's over with. It's what time in the morning did you guys decide to leave? And and can you tell a story about how you just pulled right out? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, so. Uh... We tried to get up at five o'clock so we could see Shane and Kristoff. But of course, Jade wanted to stay in bed. She didn't want to get up. So I didn't want to disturb her. So um, six o'clock rolls around and I'm like, all right, let's get up. Uh, we have to get Will going because he's kind of a slow morning guy. So we go and, you know, get coffee going, get Will going. We hop into the truck after we get everything put away. And this is about 630. Um, we put it into drive in four wheel drive. Um, and I slowly push on the accelerator and the truck just dropped about three inches in mud. Didn't, didn't roll one inch. It just dropped. And so we pulled the truck you know, from underneath the trailer, raised the trailer up a little bit, 
put wood blocks under the tires, uh, brought it, you know, truck back, hooked the fifth wheel back up, put it in the drive, and all it did is basically spit out the blocks. It it was not moving. The trailer was just it was stuck in the wet grass that was now indented, you know, probably three, four inches. So we're sitting there and um, some guy in a Ford truck comes over and he gets out, you know, oh, I'm not going to miss the opportunity to pull out a Chevy. And I just look at him and said, yeah, well, whatever. Right now, I don't care if you drive a Chevy Ford or Dodge, man, if it can get me out, I'm happy. So he, he gets out a strap and he hooks up the strap and I, I don't even think the strap got tight and he was spinning in four wheel drive. So <laughs> we, we just unhooked the strap and then he slowly motivated out of there. Um, and we ended up calling in a wrecker and they showed up fairly quick, I think within half an hour and, but he had a flatbed, two wheel drive flatbed. And I'm just looking at this thing and I look at the guy coming out you know, and I'm like, it felt like the movie Jaws. I'm just looking, man. You're gonna need a bigger boat. That that's not. <laughs> so, and he walks over and he's like, "Hey, I only got two wheel drive and a flatbed. This ain't gonna do much good." So he ended up leaving. He said he'd come back in a little while, and he wasn't kidding. It was a little while. Three hours later, um, not two, two hours later, they showed back up. And his buddy, he still had his flatbed. His buddy came with a wrecker. And we, I got to say, I, I'm not real good with um, distance. I was going to say length, but I'm not good with distance. And I'm going to say like 300 yards, so three football fields from where we were to hard pack road. And they ended up basically uh, dragging us out with a cable at 30 feet each time they had to reset, drag me 30 feet, reset. Um, it took a little while and they got me out and I was, I was happy. But then I hear Will and Jade are back there like gambling how much this is going to cost me. And I'm like, I mean, I was afraid I was going to turn around and there was going to be dollar bills on the ground because it was... It was Memorial Day, so it's a holiday. They had to hook up, I don't know, six times maybe, I guess. Uh, I don't know how many times they hooked up, but th th they hooked up a lot. So the guy, I told him, I said, you know, this is going to be covered under a, um, uh, what do you call that, roadside assistance. And the tow truck driver just kind of laughed and goes, yeah, they, they don't cover when you're parked in the middle of a field dude you know it's like well we'll try it but uh oh good evening he um the tow truck driver ended up charging me 250 dollars, and he gave me the receipt and out the door i went so i got a hand it to i think it was ted's towing um they they busted their butt they got us out very reasonably priced um, for, you know, considering they had, you know, two guys there in separate trucks, you know, we were talking a little bit about this earlier and Brian said, you know, it's the equipment that they used and Hey, I, I, they used the equipment they had. They, I thought it was a very fair price. So a shout out to them. I, I appreciate it, but they uh, did get me out and 
because there was nothing there at the field that was going to tow me out. So, so who won the bet, Will or Jay? I have no idea. I think Jay, I, I, I think I Jay did. Yeah. Okay, so Will needs to pay up, and that'll help pay part of your two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> bill. Yeah, yeah. Will waited around that whole time when Will could have been on his way to Dayton. I hung out just to make sure they were safe. Will did. Pull him out with your little car. Yeah. No. No, his car was parked. His car was parked where it was high and dry. The problem was he didn't want to get out and walk across the mud, so he was stuck too. <laughs> See, this, this must have been pretty bad, man. Based on what y'all are telling me about beagles getting stuck and everything, it, the rain and mud must well, be pretty bad. It wasn't bad at first. It's the traffic going back and forth to, to coming and goings that yeah. literally just kind of tore that field up. When you first got there, that entire place was green. It was grass everywhere. And when you left, on the inside circle was – might as well have been another dirt track because it was just mud everywhere. Yeah, and even – Go ahead. Even with my truck, I I knew leaving out of there right at the very get-go of this was going to be a little tough. And I told Krista, I said, I don't even think we're going to be leaving like without getting stuck and I put it in four low just to crawl out of it because the trailer was kind of on the, a little bit of a downslope. And uh, I, I did spin for, like I said, I hit the gas and I was like, I should be going faster than this. And then when I looked in my mirror, I could just see the front of the trailer was just caked in mud. So they were just spraying mud all over. But yeah, um, I left out of there. And I was probably I took it out of four low because it won't it doesn't like to go over like four miles an hour and four low. So I put it at four high and was going about 15 just to make sure that I could get momentum going. And uh, yeah, it was it worked out just fine. I didn't get stuck. Yeah, JP was leaving. I almost we did. watching him leave. And uh, he wasn't going any, he wasn't going very fast and he keeps his paramotor on his uh, bumper there. So we were all thinking maybe we should go start up his paramotor and just pin it to give him a little bit extra push to get out of the mud hole. But uh, yeah, he he actually made it out with no problem. So but you, you can get Will to help out. Jake He's Peter, got a big motor now. now. Oh, hello, man. <laughs> I had two failed launches there after the the rain. Shane talked me into giving it a try. Thanks, Shane. Anyways, the first well, failed launch. Whatever the wind shifted direction, no problem. The second failed launch, I the wind came started to come up and fall behind to be safe. And then I looked down and I'm freaking stepping in water like ankle deep. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh man. Did that bring oh, back God, memories from Moonshiners? So <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> except, I, except I didn't have the ground support I had at Moonshiners, so I trekked my wing all the way with the motor all the way back. I know, I know. Well, you're breaking up. Yeah. I was, I was going back to watch my, my Moonshiners video of Will, and, and he was in the creek about to fall down. He, he wasn't flying a paramotor. He was just walking with a float in his hand. He's about to bust his butt. And then he uh, is able to pull off the maneuver he did with his 
wing. That's incredible. Where basically he just lands in the water, stands there like it's no big deal, kites the wing down. But uh, yep. it sounds like Will Fly likes the water. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> Willie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much of that you heard, but after after being in that, you know, just I stopped in that huge puddle right there in the center of the field. Um, I trucked my wing and my motor all the way back, and I know that Denise and Dave saw me and probably even recorded me. But man, when I got close to them, you could just tell they're like, "Don't make eye contact! Don't make eye contact! Don't look!" <laughs> <laughs> I was livid. I was ready to. <laughs> D- DP's in the chat. The he's saying he's saying Will Fly was what? saying some uh, dirty words. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just the water. It was just this, it, it was it was the common the combination of the water, the mud, and this ain't just the mud. This ain't just you know like this ain't your this ain't your parents' mud. <laughs> this mud it would just, it would stare, it would freak its day. <laughs> it would just grow and grow and grow. <laughs> so anyways, DP came over and talked to me. Thank you, DP, for cooling me down and keeping me from killing everyone else. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, so hey, Will. Said, yeah. said that, uh, it was actually the bet that was going on with the tow truck driver, actually Kat, you know, from Cat and Keith. She won because Jade was texting everybody. Uh, so she was doing online betting also. So <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. That probably, that probably makes it legal in most states. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Will, are you saving your, your incident during flight or during landing for your video? Or are you? Can we talk about it? Uh, no, no, you can talk about it. All right. Um, well, go ahead and explain it because I wasn't really there. I just heard about it. Okay. So there's when I go through my checklist and I, and I put my paramotor on, I strap it on my back, I actually count the leg, you know, leg, leg, chest, chest, chin, but there's a count to it, one, two, three, four, five, so that I know that I've covered all bases. That's as I do it. Then I do the exact same thing, but I physically check to make sure that the leg strap is secure, leg strap secure, chest, chest, chin, that, that whole thing. So I did that. And then I launched. And as soon as I launched, my left leg strap came loose so i'm dangling you know it 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 was all safe it wasn't there wasn't a uh i mean i can't call it it was perfectly safe but it it could have been worse i mean gosh if both of them came undone i guess that would be a huge unfortunate coincidence but i it made it very difficult to get in my seat (laughs) let alone impossible so uh, i tried to get in my seat as best i could i couldn't so I made the decision, hey, I'm just going to come back around and land at an unoccupied part of the field, which I did, uneventful. And, you know, that's pretty much it. But it's the first time that I've had a leg strap come undone. So I decided, well, I want to make sure there's not something wrong with this buckle, you know, because that is a possibility. So buckle out and 
buckle was fine. There was no problem with the buckle. So that meant that the problem was in my checklist somewhere uh, that I, I, because I know I checked that buckle, I pulled on it anyways, but it must have been in such a state that the way I pulled it didn't, you know, give the tension required to pull it apart, actually. Um, So, yeah, that's it. And Dane came up with a good solution to that, something that you do that may have prevented that from happening. Yeah, I do. So as soon as I get buckled in and I get the paramotor set on my shoulders right, you know, it's adjusted everything, I actually end up bringing my knees up as high as I can, which pulls your leg straps uh, really good. A lot, a lot more so than just pulling on them with your hand. And I do that a couple of times as I'm walking to my wing or just as I put the paramotor on. Um, but when I heard him say that, that's the first thing to ask him. I was like, did you try lifting your legs up before? And he's like, he's like, no, I just pulled on them. And I'm like, all right, well, and everybody's taught differently. One hundred. There's no right way or wrong way as long as it works every time. And I mean, you could have had a piece of clothing or something stuck into that clip that, you know, you didn't see. I've actually hooked in, I think it was my, my waist, one of my waistlines was hooked into my jacket and on takeoff, I heard it pop. And when I looked down, I only had one of the um, three connection. I'm sorry. I had two of the three connections still connected. And I was just like, holy crap. And then when, once I got up to um, altitude, I, you know, put my throttle down and, and uh, put my other clip back on. But I don't actually have a uh, checklist for that. Like how, you don't, pull, uh, do you pull on that with your hand? Well, uh, what, your, which buckle? Uh, waist, the waist? waist? Or, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, I do. I sure See, do. I, I mean, I, it's the same thing. Same thing. I pull up, pull on both leg straps and the waist, just like I'm doing the checklist all over, but I do it all over again, you know. But the intent of the second time is to make sure that it's actually secure. Okay. Uh, Brian, you ever had this issue, or what's your what's your procedure? Oh, well, let's see here. Oh, I'm not muted. <laughs> oh. No, I was actually just thinking about that when he was saying that because I do leg, leg, you know, stomach, chest, helmet, and uh, checking my straps on my harness. But I don't always necessarily always pull on them. I, I, I make sure I feel the click when I engage them. But I was listening to Shane's talk about lifting your legs up to your chest. Of course, I, I've been, uh, you know, flying with my trike since I got my paratrike. I haven't foot launched, but so – when you check your leg straps, you're, you're standing there with the motor on your back and you lift one leg at a time to make sure it's tight. Yes. Okay. Yep. And you can actually, you can actually feel it across your thigh. You can feel the strap getting pulled. And then um, I, I set that leg down and do the other one. And I've once, I think once before I had either my shorts or, or my pants in the buckle and it came undone. And then of course, you know, you get another, 30 flights of triple checking that once it happens, you know, when you get a piece of material or something in there, it will click, but it won't lock in all the way. I, I take that back. I, I do tug on them a little bit, man. I, I don't do like a, 
like Will was, was saying, he, he goes in and he checks his leg, leg, chest, chest, helmet, or neck. And, uh, and then he goes back and, and double checks them by pulling on them. Um, I don't do that extra step, but I'm, I'm, I actually, when I was foot launching regularly, I, I would actually check my leg straps before I landed every time. Um, just to make yeah, sure. I don't check them either. You know, I don't, I don't check them. Um, I, once I'm in the air, I don't check anything second time, you know, as a pre-flight or pre-landing. I don't check that. It, it's held that held, it's held up so, so far during the flight, <laughs> you know, I was hanging it from it on takeoff. So why wouldn't it be good? But I, I've never, like I said, that's just the way that I do it. I lift my legs up just to kind of get some pressure on there. If there is a piece of material caught in there, it'll pull the, the buckle apart. Um, but hey, while we're, there's while we're talking any, about this, man, uh, um, y'all just keep talking about this, and I'll put on a little background video for us to watch. All right. Hey, um, Shane. Yeah, it, it's not yeah. it's not so much the pressure that that I think it makes the difference as much as it is the right kind of pressure. So when you lift your leg, you're actually kind of mimicking the actual pressure. You know, the force, the the. You know what I'm saying? The the way it's right, the hanging. It, yeah, yeah. So you're mimicking the the right kind of right. pressure, I guess, instead of the pulling it from the inside out. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Anyways, I, I'm going to start implementing that into my checklist <laughs> or whatever. I would suggest works. if you're going to use your hands, that you pull maybe harder than what you've normally been doing. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Uh, instead of just like tink tink, it's going to be more of a pull pull to to really. I mean, truthfully, those two are the what's holding you into your paramotor once you come out of your yeah. seat. Yeah, those are you know, definitely the most important. Yeah, that chest strap, or I'm sorry, the the uh, the waist strap. That that that's going to be the last thing you grab a hold of as you're passing through it. <laughs> if your leg strap is coming. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you pass on by. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the last thing you grab a hold of. And you know, you're just going to be like, oh. Oh, yeah. Um, look at Brian, dude. Brian's like, I got a yeah, good angle. Let's stick, to this. Let's stick to this side. How, how did yeah, that feel, I'm Brian? I'm fun, man. I'm just having fun. Obviously, I don't get very close to any of them. There's, there's one coming up here, I think, that uh, I end up giving a little throttle and pulling some brake to get above. But um, I was having fun, man. This this is a, this is a great field. There, I don't know how many bells are out there, but there was a lot of them. Yeah, this yeah, is not the same field, is it? Yeah, it, I, I was here Sunday morning. I was there this morning. Sunday morning, it was like 6.30. No, so. Oh, no, no that I broke this is the same field no, that you no. hurt yourself. No, it's not the same when I broke my leg in. DP uh, just put in the chat, hey, Bale, number two, Walker, <laughs> or Waller strikes again. <laughs> yeah, good times, man. It, there's something very addictive uh, about the hay bales down there. You're flying around at 1,000 feet. You're looking at this cool green pasture, these patches of woods, that water tower, and then you see that field that's got all those hay bales. You're like, oh. You're just drawn yep. in, man. I'm not yeah. the only one. 
but uh, no, I'm a little more cautious around it now. Yeah, I can't pass a, a field like this for nothing. I got to get down in it. I got to. Now, I will I will climb up to 2,500, 3,000 feet, do some wing over, spiral down, do some big ears, and then I'm right back down to the ground again. Like, I, I, I find it more exciting to be inches off the ground than I do to be at 3,000 feet doing wing overs or anything like that. I love kicking the top of trees, um, listening to uh, the soybeans hitting my feet or whatever. I just, I mean, for me, that's my my type of flying. Um, and the hay bales, you're 100% correct, dude. You, you can't stay away from them. Um, it is just, it draws you in. It might as well be a moth to a flame. I was just thinking that. I was thinking that same analogy there. It's just too tempting. It's just <laughs> you see them and you gotta go as, just fly by them because it's something. So you're flying at the same speed at the at four thousand feet as you are four feet off the ground. In in with you know airspeed if the winds are the same. But when you see a hay bale go, foo, foo, yeah, foo, that's what it is off the periphery. Yeah, that's exactly yes. what it is. It gives you that sensation that. It somehow magically turns 25 miles per hour into 500 miles per hour, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it's totally just, uh, I don't know what it is, but I mean, I love to do, um, and I, this is going to, and I'll tell you everyone right now, this is what's going to bite me in the ass. Um, I love to get my wingtips close to trees as I'm flying by. And one of these days, I'm not going to see a dead branch or something that's going to hook me, and I'm just going to go swinging into the trees. <laughs> but, yeah, I, you know, I love giving throttle and letting off the throttle and just coming just above the tree and dropping down past it and cutting and, and you know, skimming the ground. Um, I actually did almost get into the soybeans right behind where the camper, where we were, where we were camping at. Um, I went up took off i throttled let off the throttle swooped down and i actually hit a little downdraft that put me or i put my feet way into the soybeans to where i was leaning forward you know from the drag and i added a little pressure on the brakes and hit throttle and when i was taking off i could i could hear stuff going through my prop <laughs> hanging that was hanging on the cage i was like whoopsie that one almost got me. Oh, yeah, that was. Hey, Shane, I just want to say that uh, he's taller than me now, man. That's yeah, look at him. man. He is I getting. Know. Look at that dude. That's Mr. Red. Hi, Red. I love That freaking tongue. Uh, eight and a half months old and probably every bit of 70 pounds already. <laughs> Are you going to keep him, Brian? <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep him. Why you want him? <laughs> no, <laughs> man. He's all yours. He's a good uh, dog. Yeah, we have been in the pool twice today already. He'll uh, he'll get in the shallow end of the pool and just stand there on his back legs, and we'll throw him stuff. He'll catch it, and man, he's a uh, he's a good dog. Every time we go walking, he jumps right in the pond and everything. He's he's definitely a water dog. Good. Hey, we actually, hey, we actually got to meet uh. 
JP Tulo's uh, girlfriend this trip too. She came and hung out. Yes, for we the did. Day. Which her. one? We're, we're all we're all wondering what is wrong with her because she is actually <laughs> willingly dating. <laughs> I don't know. It was yeah. kind of crazy because she came to the fly-in and we all got to taste her pie. What? Cherry, that. Yeah, it was cherry. Please tell me JP's still in the chat. <laughs> Jay, 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 yeah, where is point. it? Where is it? Hello, Sunshine. How you doing, my Sunshine? How you doing? I don't think I've seen you in here before. Welcome. My my, my Sunshine is Petra, uh, Petra and Mark from the oh, Fiends. Okay. Yep, hey, yep, yep. So she says oh. hi, Red and, and Moonshiners. Was it Moonshiners? No, it was one of the fly-ins. Anyway, she would walk Red every morning. Um, of course, she's a cute little golden retriever puppy. I don't blame her, but uh, she was super, super nice, and uh, she, uh -huh. would, you know, she, uh, it was awesome. And I hope that I heard that maybe she might be getting into flying as well. What? Right on. Her husband, Mark, flies. I know that. Yeah. Very cool. It's Ingram. Mark Ingram. Correct? No. No, that's a, that's a different Mark, I think. What am I thinking of? Who am I thinking uh, of? No, you're, Man, you're correct, Shane. It's Mark Ingram. Okay. It's okay. his wife. All right. Yeah. All right. They're local to, she, to where I live. Yes. Yeah. Okay, she, appreciate the question, Mark. I was thinking about Mark Putman. I was getting them mixed up. Yeah, thank you. So, one thing about YouTube, paramotoring, and fly-ins. Not only do you have to remember the person's face, na real name, and their YouTube name, it's just like, all right, I got a limited amount of, uh, I got no terabyte up here. It's it's more like a 15 game. And their wing color. You also have to remember their wing color. Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, until y'all keep getting new wings and changing your colors up. I can't keep up. Shane's pretty consistent. Hey. Yeah, no doubt. Eight years from now, I'll still be flying the same wing. You'd be like, yeah, that's Shane. It's got the duct tape holding <laughs> it together. <laughs> it's all tattered and frazzled on the ends. <laughs> uh. What kind of brake lines are those? Oh, those are shoelaces. <laughs> well, she's still oh, flying. <laughs> They're hand-me-downs. We, we take whatever we can use. <laughs> yeah, right? He goes and hangs out and, and, and starts uh, going through aviators, you know, uh, trash bags. And <laughs> you know, this one looks good. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. That is bad. I should make a pretty funny video, uh, Will. You could be di yeah. dumpster diving down there at the uh, Red Field at Aviator and come out with an old wing. Beat yourself <laughs> yeah. Out <of> the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just get little pieces, parts of, an, of a motor, you know, like the Cadillac. Got Johnny Cash Cadillacs on. Yeah, you get yeah. a new student that... Uh, chops up a wing, you go out there and pick up the little pieces and be like, I can make a wing out of this and just start sewing them together. <laughs> be like, rip, stop my butt. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Yeah, hey, maybe you could just buy enough ripstock. It'd be cheaper just to cut out a big two sheets of uh, ripstock, put it all together, and uh, make a wing out of that. Yeah, man. It could be a single-layer wing, right? I mean, can you imagine how light that would be? It would be awesome. Oh. Wow. There you go, Will. Will says, I got something Listen, going here. Uh-huh. I'm I'm willing to cheap out on a on a redneck hot shower, but I'm not willing to risk a redneck uh, ripstock uh, wing. Not 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 this guy. I have to draw a line somewhere. Boater maybe wing no. Yeah right. They taught me at aviators that you got to have the wing to fly. You only need a boater to get up there. Yep. Yeah, you can put a uh, you can put a. Uh, you know, a chainsaw motor on the back. I'm sure that'll uh, get enough thrust to get you going. Be like Mike Myers. Yeah, right. Or is that Freddie no. or Jason? I don't know. <laughs> Mike Myers, Freddie, or Jason? It's one of those guys who wields the chainsaw. Oh no, that was Jason. Okay. Yeah, Jason. Actually, Friday the third, Texas Chainsaw that would work too. All right, guys. I got, a, I got a jet. I got to put a little girl to bed and make sure that her homework is all done. And I got to be a parent. Jade has homework. Oh. Yeah, Jade. Jade has homework. I'll make sure it's all done. <laughs> hey, I thought until you said little girl, I, I thought you were talking about Jade up until the little girl part. I was like, ah, oh, never mind. I know what's going down tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> Role play. All right, guys. I'll have a good time. Uh, have a good night. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right, Eric. See you, Eric. All right, Mike. Good night. Uh, yeah, sorry, I missed Mark, all you guys. Mark, what was the highest? What's that? Sorry, I missed all you guys in this flying, man. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I knew, I knew you said you weren't going to make it, but I actually started asking around just to make sure that uh, you weren't coming. I was just like, man. When does water get here? This is. Water's supposed to be here, buddy. I did. I said, is Brian coming? No. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Oh, oh he actually came. Well, yeah, he, was he was on the other side of the field. Yeah. He didn't want anything to do with us. There you go. I know, Kristen. I know um, uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, or no, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it was Sunday afternoon. Eric, or I'm sorry, Jade and uh, Krista decided to go take a walk, and they were walking around the field. I walked straight across the field to meet them halfway because that's how I do things half halfway. And uh, man, my feet were covered, just absolutely covered in mud. I'm thinking to myself, what do their feet look like? They walked all the way around this whole field. I'm like, no, no I'm not walking just for. A just to go have a walk. No. I don't know if you can see these. See what I'm wearing? Yeah. Black shoes with back, black, black boots. That's all I got to wear that are dry. So it doesn't matter whether I'm wearing shorts or pants or going to, to church. I, that's the only pair of shoes I got that are dry. My tennis shoes are still soaking wet. Hey, I will tell you on. Uh, Sunday afternoon when it quit raining, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go fly because I actually had planned, I, I decided I wasn't going to fly and then 
looking at everybody fly. I was like, all right, I'm out of here. On takeoff, just as I, I, I got into my seat, I held my feet out. And I had one foot that looked like I'd stepped in a dinosaur turd because it was just absolutely covered <laughs> mud. And it was it was dripping. It was dripping to the to the bottom side of the to the shoe. And I'm like, all I can think of is it's gonna get on the bottom of my uh, paramotor or whatever. So I hang my feet back down and I started kicking them together and I was trying to get all the mud off of it. And then um uh, DP, good night. Uh, good night, DP. Love you, man. So as I'm flying, as I'm flying, I notice that they're starting to dry because of the wind and everything. And I'm like, all right, sweet. I come in for a landing. Another dinosaur turd on both shoes now. <laughs> like, oh, man. A million so years from turn- now, archaeologists are going to uncover these footprints. <laughs> This is the footprint of an ancient paramotorist. Is <laughs> 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 that about a dinosaur turd? <laughs> yeah. Some of the mud, you're just running along, and all of a sudden, man, you just step like you step into a dinosaur turd. It was just... And, and I will tell you, on Sunday night when I came in from that landing, I was more cautious and more worried about slipping and falling um, on landing. Um, and I, I was trying to aim for right in front of our trailer, but when I was flying, I came in and I was shooting long. I was like, "All right," and I'm looking ahead, like, "Where am I going to land?" Because I don't want to land where all the cars have been driving. And uh, I actually hit a, a pretty good se- section of uh, grass that wasn't to- torn up at all. But I still did not, I mean, I didn't slip, but it was, that was, definitely was on my mind. I could just picture just both feet out in front of me and, mm. and uh, coming down on my butt and just sliding in. I, <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a concern of mine on that, on that flight. Dude, that's crazy. The other day. I was literally aiming for the center of the runway, and this is what happened. And uh, I think that you've seen this video. Is this your high wind one? Yeah. So I'm I'm coming in. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to go back up and go up 30 feet. Drop down. I'm full throttle, man. Trying not to crash into the ground. It's not as Wait, good without the audio. But are you full throttle the whole time? No, no. I'm working a throttle. Let's see. Let me uh, stop the share. Restart the screen share with audio. Hey, we got Dave Wolf got in the Dave. house. What's up, Dave? Oh, I think he's coming in behind me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Woohoo! Screw that. So this, this is by far the most. Oh! Gus front. Shit! Shit! Shit. <laughs> Straight up. Look at 
takes a collapse on his wing. You can see it pretty clearly. Down at, down at the bottom of the side, you can see me trying to land going all over the place. He's about to take a major collapse on his wing right here. Right now. Oh, oh, shit. His landing looks way more dramatic. He was trying to get back to the rough thing too, but at this point he has already made peace with the landing somewhere in the field. You can see him in the straight here in a minute. Hey, can you, can you replay that without the sound so you can tell us right here what you're saying, Brian? All right, so replay the collapse? Yeah. All right, here Dang. we go. Ooh, that was a good one. Here's 10 seconds before. Here we go. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a big one. Up to the right is the front. Do you think your wing did the same thing? Yeah, he was up. Oh, let me stop the video. So, yeah, basically, he, he got right up, oh, according to the video. I, I looked over there, and when I first looked over there, he was already getting up. I missed – me, personally, I missed seeing his whole landing. And uh, I, I interviewed him after he came back. I said, hey, man, was it a rough landing? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's, at that point, I had no idea, you know, because I, I didn't see his landing. And uh, But he, he definitely – uh, he he came in with a little bit of a skid. You can hear his prop cutting some uh, some some peanut crops, and uh, but he didn't break a prop. He didn't have any damage. He didn't hurt himself. Um, so you know it, it was all good. We were just glad to be on the ground, man. Um, Wait, did you look at your wing when when you when you got that sudden sink? Remember when you went, oh shit, you know, or whatever? When you hit that sink, did you notice what your wing was doing there? You think you I took a collapse? No, I was not watching my wing at all when I was in the process of trying to land. I was just feeling the wing. I was active pilot, constant brake pressure. But no, when we first took off and things were okay and we were heading north towards the balloons, um, 
I did not, I never saw my wing collapse. I was flying, I felt some turbulence, and all of a sudden my right hand just went boom. And uh, by the time I looked up at my wing, it was flying normally. Um, but I, I know what happens when your brake line goes slack like that. I mean, obviously, I took a collapse on the right side of my wing. And uh, that's the first time I ever felt that significantly. That's when I made the decision to go land. And, you know, that's that's where we were at. <laughs> it was a gust front, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah that that to me is i watched that video and i was like oh dude <laughs> i'm glad that's not me i am glad you're okay though because that that was sketchy as all get out well we are at uh 10 o'clock uh, just after uh, i think we're gonna get out of here i am going to go to bed i slept like a champ last night but i got up and had to go to work and i was just like dude i can't do this i need a vacation from that vacation <laughs> but uh oh, man i'm i'm actually sitting here going all right i'm getting tireder and i'm still drinking soda so round of applause for shame for not drinking beer tonight yay i'll try again tomorrow night yay <laughs> <laughs> now actually, actually i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to try to not drink anything until maybe Friday night. And uh, hopefully I get to the, get to start up at the gym this week and uh, start working. Right again. It's about time. I, uh, I've been getting lazy here lately and I need to recover from that. So I might end up, if I'm not careful, I'm going to end up looking like this or, if I go to the gym and work out hard, I can look like McElroy. So my goals are set. <laughs> Those are some pretty low goals. <laughs> <laughs> no motivation. <laughs> yeah, just put a picture of McElroy on the treadmill, you know, in front. Just, you know, right in front there. Yeah. The gym. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Next time we, when you do the show, Shane, you'll be on your treadmill. All right. Yeah. Come on, everybody. Do this. We that want would to require, you up. Hey, that would require taking all the laundry hanging from it off, and that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get out of here. Um, tomorrow night we have Jade's show. Um, Girls Just Want to Fly starts at 8 o'clock Central or Eastern, uh, 7 o'clock Central. Um, she has a guest for next or this week. I don't know who it is. I forgot already. But uh, we will see everybody there. Yep. <clears throat> thank you and have a – well, wait a minute. Don't. All right. Now I can say thank you guys and have a great night. Yeah, good night. Love you guys. Good night.